Welcome to the Startup of the Year podcast, where each episode we showcase exciting new companies from around the world. This podcast is produced by Established, creators of the Startup of the Year program. Established is focused on helping organizations with their innovation, startup, and communication strategies. Thank you to our podcast sponsor, Silicon Valley Bank. Hello, everybody. This is Frank Gruber. We're back again for the Startup of the Year podcast. This is episode five, and we just got back from Austin, Texas, where we were at South by Southwest hosting the Startup of the Year house and a day's worth of festivities. It's our 10th year in a row, and I've got a great group of hosts today. Uh, let's just run through it real quick. We've got Jen Consavo, we've got Rich Malloy, we've got Lori Teal, and we've got a new guest today, Joe Corbett, all joining us from the established and startup of the year team. And we're going to weigh in on the companies we saw pitching, our whole experience, and just give you an overview of everything South by Southwest as we just got back and we're in recovery mode. So how's it going, everyone? Great. Hey. Awesome. Yo, yo. How many people had two pots of coffee today versus one? About um, three. Raise your hand. <laughs> so we're very caffeinated today because it's we got back uh, last couple of days and we're all recovering from what was a long stay in Texas. Uh, but we had a good time, right? We, everything was going good in Texas. Definitely. And let's talk before we get going about um, some of the things we, we saw in Texas. Oh, there we go. We've got to get in the spirit. This is the, uh, I think this is Texas song, right? Frank's, uh, Frank always comes prepared. That's for sure. <laughs> it's fun. Everyone, everyone feel better about Texas now and getting getting in the spirit again? I'm not sure like how this be, song makes I, me feel. I feel, like I, should be, <laughs> I feel like I should be standing up and saluting Texas right now. <laughs> That's the Texas song. Everyone's in the spirit of Texas now. All right. All so. Right. <laughs> today uh we've got <laughs> we have uh we're t- let's talk about south by so we had south by we've got our house we had festivities we had 24 starters pitch and showcase through a day's worth of events on march 10th at our our start of the year house uh we had great conversations with andre heeg from uh or andre heeg from sandoz we had a five a 15 time author and guy kawasaki join us and uh share some insights about his new book wise guy uh we had we got our five, uh, got our top five uh, startups down, and had them pitch to a group of judges, which we had a great group of investors and thought leaders. We had uh, Carol Lynch, the president of Sandals, which was pretty impressive, uh, as well as uh, Lolita Taub from Backstage Capital, not to be confused with Backstreet Capital. Uh, we've got we had Kimberly Bryant, Bryant from Black Girls Code. We had Todd Klein from Re- Revolution Growth, and we had. Jesse Middleton from Flybridge. So we had a great group of people uh, to kind of guest, uh, guest judge and, and share their insights and questions for the startups. But in, before we dive into the 24 startups or in, in just the top five and share our insights, let's talk about South by Southwest. What are your big key takeaways, everyone? Who wants to go first? I'll, this is Jen. I'll go. So, uh, so one of the things that a lot of people ask their first time about going to Austin is packing. Oh, <laughs> what should dilemma. I bring? Huge and, uh, and you know, the thing to know about Austin is that the weather is so unpredictable. So, you know, we started watching the weather forecast, I don't know, like weeks ahead of time and everything pointed that we were just going to have a rain out, that it was just going to rain every day. We, I brought like two different rain jackets an umbrella <laughs> came from completely prepared and it never rained. Um, the weather was super up and down. It was super warm and sunny on some days and it was freezing cold and windy on other days. Um, so that's just par for the course. You know, we've been going there. This was our 10th year of hosting events at South by. And, um, and I feel like that's the case every year. You just have to go prepared. 
Yep. I brought an umbrella. I brought a rain jacket, hardly used it. And then the last day there, it was 82 and beautiful. So you still know what you're going to get. It's kind of fun, I, I guess. I ended up bringing a rain jacket that I bought circa 2012 South by Southwest because I had come unprepared that year. And I brought it back in full effect this year. Awesome. Yeah, you just never know. So weather was interesting. It ended up working out in our favor. Um, I, I'll just jump in. You know, you can't can't really do everything. I think it's the other thing with South by is like there's so much overlapping and you're getting invited to a bunch of things. Your calendar's triple booked. And so you just kind of have to go with the flow of the river of South by Southwest and and let it take you with where, where it will. Um, whether it be trying to go see a session, it's super packed and you can't get in. You got to figure out what's your backup plan or whether you're trying to get into an event and it's, you know, you, you got to kind of just go with the flow. Maybe something else pops up or maybe somebody else had another thing that would allow you to to get in. So I think it's just, don't worry too much about missing things because you're going to miss a lot. <laughs> and that leads to South by magic, right? Or, or right. South by serendipity, which, right. you know, in past years brought us to an impromptu surprise show by Willie Nelson. Like you just right. never know where things are going to lead you. That was an amazing show too. And we never knew that was going to happen. We just kind of fell into it. Yes. You never know where things are going to lead you, which leads you to my <laughs> experience at South by, which is my second year. And last year, I did not remember this happening, but this year, two of the things I'm afraid of most happened. And apparently there are bats on the br- uh, under the bridge and all over the bridge of South Congress. So experience the full bat mode of people like having picnics to watch the bats. Um, it was quite the spectacle, not my favorite part of it. And then there were lots of, um, I kept running into um, uh, folks in Austin with snakes around their their neck as I would walk up and down Congress street. So two things I'm afraid of, but two things I survived and my most interesting part of, um, South by <laughs> good job, Lori. Go. Yeah, you know, I guess Lori. that's part of the, the keep <laughs> Austin scary. weird. Right. I mean, the fact that everyone loves watching the bats yeah. and it's true. Like I saw so many snakes this year and I just don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, I almost ran into a couple walking down. I didn't realize they were there and they're kind of hanging off somebody and I just it just got a snake in the face almost. And when there's a scooter coming really fast at you when there's bats and snakes, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not the best recipe. Not the best recipe, which leads to probably Joe. Yeah, Joe, Joe, let's talk about your scooting. You're a good scooter. We're going to get the name you scoot, scoot from now on. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, oh, that thing. Uh, my advice to you is don't scoot and scotch, which is what I did. I had a couple of scotches, got that liquid courage going, hopped on an electric scooter despite um, – my good buddy Frank here telling me that is not a good idea. And also there was an Uber pulling up as we speak, but uh, I wasn't going to do it, but I, you didn't have to download an app. You just scan a QR code with your current Uber app. And most people have that app installed. So there was just no barrier to access, which is a problem if you've a, been drinking and B usually is always a problem because you don't really have a helmet nearby. So I did fall. I did hurt my elbow pretty badly. Uh, it's on the men. There won't be any permanent damage, I think. So uh, my advice is uh, think twice before you get on two wheels if you uh, aren't well experienced, sober and wearing the proper gear. So we keep an EMT on the staff just to um, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's great advice. Yeah. No, I, I mean, we all saw the scooters. They took over Austin. I think I, I haven't, you know, I know there's similar situations in like other cities like LA and, and whatnot, but it's pretty amazing how quickly it took over. I don't remember the scooters last year, but if you've got like a bunch of companies and a bunch of investors behind it, and these are billion dollar companies all of a sudden, and, um, you know, it's, 
it's pretty scary, actually. I almost got hit by a scooter a couple times. Uh, people are scooting, not knowing the rules, like literally doing it on the sidewalk. You're not supposed to doing it with with traffic against traffic. I almost, two you know, on I, one scooter. Yeah, it's yeah, and, you know people going the wrong way down a one way street at night, the wrong yep. way on Sixth Street at night. No, no helmet. No helmets. I mean, it's it's pretty scary. I, I know they've had one fatality in Austin, which is obviously terrible, and I don't think it's going to be the first, unfortunately. And I think it's um, something they need to figure out because, you know, the fact there's no helmets, there's no gear, there's no training. People are jumping on these things thinking they're toys and um, not really knowing what to do with it and how quickly they can actually accelerate. Um, they're, they're shooting themselves out of, you know, into crosswalks while cars are turning and you know we almost hit one in uh, a lift or uber or rideshare on the way to the airport because the same thing happens so it's really interesting we'll see what happens with that obviously love the fact that it's helping you know get people around faster and, and i see why there's utility there in in a place like austin we're so spread out but also um so close together just just far enough and so um definitely you know joe i get why you wanted to try it out it's definitely too i had easy. a good time until i busted my elbow that's for sure one yeah. for the team <laughs> yeah, yeah. And i will say I'm, all... glad, I'm glad i fell because it's a great reminder that i won't be doing it ever again <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're, yeah no it's definitely a great lesson learned i'm glad that that uh we all got to take that away sorry for your injury but glad it could have been way worse all right rich jumping in what do you what's your thought Final thought, uh, takeaways from South by. Well, you know, the thing that I love about South by is that everybody goes because everybody goes. And so you get to go down and see all these great people and, you know, go to one party and make half a dozen new contacts that otherwise I would have never met because they're in different cities and we're all in different schedules and the cities are so massive anyway. And then go to the next party and see lots of old friends from the startup community that I haven't seen in a while. And so, you know, this is my fourth South by it's my second actually without a pass. And I got to say that I don't miss not having a pass. Uh, And, or I, I, is that right? I don't miss not having a pass. So. I'm fine I'm without having a pass. I'm trying to map that now. I think <laughs> you're, uh, you're fine yeah. with not having yeah, one. Got, yeah, it. got it. Yep. Everybody goes cause everybody goes. And so I'm just going to keep going. Yeah, it's great. Definitely adds a lot of value. And you hear a lot of people saying, oh, it's jump the shark or whatever. I disagree. I've I mean, heard yeah. the jump the shark comment about South by for at least six years. Six years in a row. <laughs> and then people that say that end up not going. And then there's a whole new group of people that go. So I think it's um it's been interesting to watch. And, you know, this is my 12th, you know, 12th year in a row. So um, it's been a good run. I think uh, – this is Joe again. I think that uh, the the same adage that's always been true about it when it blew up still exists, which is it is a huge uh, happening. And if you don't know how to do it right, then you might waste your time. So, for example, if you're a little startup and you've got a small budget, I wouldn't just jump in not knowing what I'm doing and spend my entire budget on South by – uh, and I know this is going to be a little much, bit of a commercial, but I'd hire someone like us to tell you what to do and where to go. You know, it, otherwise you might you you might spend a lot on a thing that you think is valuable and completely miss, um, yeah. you know, your objectives. I've That's a seen great point. I've seen not only startups do that, but big brands. You know, we've we've seen brands go in the wrong way, just you know, not checking it out first, just diving in and saying, you know, hey, we're going to put a half million dollars in here and then not come back because they didn't get the ROI they expected. Um, and so I highly recommend that everyone go check it out, work with a group who's been there before and, uh, and, and figure out your game plan before you sink a ton of money into it. 
Right. And that's a great point and leads into the two partners we bigger, you know, bigger partners we had this year. We had Eventbrite um, we were working with as, as well as um, Sandoz, both first time uh, producing or doing anything at South by and we helped guide them and create the experiences uh, that they were looking for. So um, I think it worked out to their advantage. Obviously, they didn't have to um, figure everything out themselves. And NASA iTech first time at South by, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe that yeah. we got I think we had about five or six NASA chief technologists come down and, uh, and judge a NASA iTech pitch competition. And, um, and we're very proud to work with them. We're excited to, uh, to meet a lot of their partners as well. We got to see a, a rocket, um, an engine test. We got to see the engine fire. That was pretty exciting. Wait, where you were at some place. So you went out to, there's a company, a startup. Uh, yes. There's a, a startup, uh, kind of like a SpaceX. It's called Firefly. It's right in Austin. And um, they do much smaller payloads. So whereas like a, a SpaceX is shooting up big rockets with big payloads, this is a, a much smaller scale, still uh, still equally exciting and is going to have huge demand. It's, it's a pretty exciting startup to keep your eye on. Definitely. I bet right. Elon Musk has his eye on it. <laughs> yes, I bet he does. <laughs> so uh, at, at South by, I always try to see one movie and do one kind of music thing. And so this year, the music thing happened to be the last night uh, I was there. And I went and saw DJ Jazzy Jeff spin and perform, Wait. which I could I couldn't tell you. It's very nostalgic, right? I mean, don't know. I actually don't know what he actually plays. I don't know his music because <laughs> he performed, right? And I, he's just, he was a lot. He was with you know Fresh Prince of Bel Air or whatever. So uh, so anyway, that that was kind of interesting and more just like kind of fun. And then the other things I always try to see a movie, and I wanted to see the Theranos documentary. Unfortunately, I went tried to go a couple times. It was sold out. It was it was early, so I ended up seeing the next best, next available movie and. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about what it ended up being because it's terrible. So sometimes the river doesn't actually work because <laughs> the movie I ended up seeing um, was not worth seeing and I wanted to walk out. So anyway, that's my story about that. But I did check off the box of seeing another movie at South by. So, all right, let's dive into the startups. Uh, we've got five of them, the top five from our startup of the year program at South by Southwest. Uh, these companies all uh, pitched in the morning and then, you know, at lunchtime and then uh, were voted in to be the, the finals, uh, be in the finals at, at the uh, evening kind of afternoon uh, pitch session where they had longer pitches. They got to pitch to a different group of judges. Uh, they got some Q&A and, you know, they were vying for the top couple companies. We're going to, you know, get fast tracked to our summit, our start of the year summit and finals uh, in October. And then there's also, uh, you know, a cash prize as well as uh, opportunity for the top three to go on to the um, GS, GES, which is the Global Entrepreneurship Summit, which is uh, put on uh, in the Netherlands this year in partnership with the U.S. State Department, right? So they're, they uh, offered some opportunity for some companies and entrepreneurs to head to that. So, all right, we're going to jump in. First off, we have Easy Expunction. Rich, do you want to share a little bit about this uh, San Antonio startup? Absolutely. So Easy Expunctions makes it easy for you to have qualified criminal records sealed or expunged from your record. So this is an a great opportunity for somebody who's trying to get back on their feet, who's done something dumb. It's an opportunity to reduce for the state to, for any state to reduce recidivism. So there's an impact angle to this. And what the, the normal process that you would go through is that you would hire a lawyer and the lawyer would then have to go and fight this. But then that's not even enough. There are websites out there that are extortion websites that, uh, either maliciously or unintentionally sometimes grab, uh, well, sorry, that they'll first grab criminal records 
when they are published, but then sometimes they seek out these people to extort a payment from them, or other times they'll just don't bother to update their records. And so even if you were to hire a lawyer and have your record expunged, it may still exist on a publicly searchable website from a private business. And so one of their interesting secondary lines of business is that they sell this information to class action lawyers who go after these bad actors. And so you're able to very comprehensively have qualified criminal records expunged or sealed. And this is all within the law. And, you know, we're not talking about major offenses here. We're not talking about federal, uh, you know, charges and, and big time things. We're talking about people that have had misdemeanors or had, you know, had had minor committed minor crimes in that the time has passed and they've served their their time and it's time for them to have the opportunity to move on. They have a partnership with Goodwill. Uh, they also just raised uh, an investment round uh, on uh, Springtime Ventures, where I'm a, a partner. We invested in uh, their most recent seed uh, seed stage round, and so happy to be a part of. Uh, supporting that team. And most importantly, I think of all maybe is that it's a booming business. They did 70,000 uh, 70, in revenue just in the last week. And the, the company is just growing by leaps and bounds. I think this is one of those great opportunities to have an impact and build a real business. I think it was also interesting that the, you know, the, I always go to the colorful commentator and the founder story. He shared on stage through a, uh, one of the uh, judges' questions that this all started because of a arrest he had in college, charges dismissed, but it was still on the record and he couldn't afford an attorney. And therefore he wanted to expunge the record and felt empowered. And this is what then gave birth to easy expunctions. So I just thought that was an interesting point that, and he's also an attorney, right? Isn't he also an attorney as well? I think he so is also he, an attorney. Yeah. He has all these things, all his past that just kind of led up to where his, what his destiny is, I think is, um, what I was just trying to say. Yep. Awesome story. Yeah. And I think they did a great job pitching too. It was a really tight pitch and he mm -hmm. had to go first and, uh, the finals and, it's always hard to go first, but he, I think, thought he did a great job um, as well. So Actually, as soon as he walked off stage, somebody that was sitting there listening to him said, I have, my mother needs you. <laughs> so he was very <laughs> effective great. on stage because right away already somebody that was in the audience was uh, looking to, for his services. <laughs> so, Yeah, I anyway. think they're going to do okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So any other thoughts on easy expunction? Or easy expunctions with an S. All right. Moving on, we've got Gravy out of uh, Alexandria, Virginia. They are from Virginia. They've got a deep industry knowledge of the hospitality industry. Um, the founder has been in the industry for a long time, but their company actually is basically helping to create a on-staff, on-demand kind of app uh, with Gravy, and it's at gravy.work is where you can find it. And, you know, if you're trying to create um, you know, if you're in the hospitality industry, you're always struggling to find trusted, trained staff as needed, you know, and on, de on demand basis. You don't want to build things up for a, a big event. You want to be able to be flexible, right? And so the old process without gravy is you, you literally are, you know, you go out and you place an ad to try to hire somebody, you know, you read through applications, you conduct interviews, um, you do the whole background check, you gather all the documents, you do the direct deposit, all that, train the employee, and that just is a lot, right? So especially when it's just like an ad hoc thing. So with, with Gravy, you've got an app. You're literally able to find people that are all posting that they're available, doing different services, and you can kind of condense all of that stuff that I just mentioned into kind of an easier process through Gravy because they're going to basically be doing all the um, background 
uh, stuff that I just mentioned beforehand. And so you're literally kind of cutting to the chase. And uh, it allows you to, to to find the employees that you need right away. It uh, allows for lightning fast payments, so like in tracking hours. So like it'll be pre- – it's almost like, uh, you know, I hate to use this because I think it feel like it's gone, but it's the Uber of staffing for hospitality, right? So that's what they're doing, right, and keep making the payments super, super quick. And, um, yeah, so I think they did a great job pitching. Uh, obviously, deep industry knowledge in that space. They've been running a uh, staffing firm for a long time, so they know kind of ins and outs of that industry. And uh, I feel like the team they've assembled um, has been, you know, has a lot of that experience as well. So I think two things make them stand out. One is, uh, you know, what you said, not just, you know, they've run the staffing piece of this before, but also that they pointed out that everyone on their team has worked in hospitality. So they've all been, you know, managers or bartenders or servers or something. So they, they understand the, the culture, they understand the challenges, um, you know, very deeply and personally. I think the second piece is you compared, you know, you kind of mentioned Uber. What makes them stand out, though, is that all their people become W-2s. Right. Um, And so that kind of eliminates some of that challenge of, uh, you know, that a lot of these companies, the the gig economy is seeing now um, pop up and they're really focused on building a quality staff. So that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so then the question is, well, how do you scale that? So that's, I guess, the next step and in, in figuring that out, right? Because you're bringing on all these W-2s. So I think they, um, they'll they figure that out, you know. They talked about having relationships with colleges, um, referral systems, and, and even interesting enough, uh, recruiters going into restaurants and making um, service folks aware that this is out there and that something that they might want to look at. So Oh, I wasn't questioning them. I'm just saying something <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought I, I agreed with Jen. I thought they were very hospitable, which makes sense. <laughs> background in that space. And mm-hmm. I thought he did a really good, really good pitch. So um and uh, you know, gravy's I think the branding is really tight too. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I think um again with so many of these companies you have to look at the team and the leadership and you know, they've, they've got it on all levels. You know, their leader is super passionate about what they're doing. Uh, they've done this before. They kind of know the ins and outs of building a company. And I think they're definitely one to keep our eye on. For sure. All right. Uh, I think we've all managed to, to tackle that one pretty good. Next up, let's see who's, who wants to go next. How about we do Medsif? from Lagos, Nigeria. Sure. Uh, We've covered them before. Joe, do you want to jump in and give a little bit about this uh, supply chain management tool that um, is doing all the tracking? They they definitely struck a chord with me because uh, they're one of those startups that's on a a mission for a reason that uh, beyond, you know, the success of said startup. Uh, I believe the founder, uh, her name is Vivian Waka. Did I pronounce that right? Anyone? Yeah. Right. So she, she yep, was, right. yep. in, I believe in Kenya, um, about a month into a, to one of her journeys there. And, uh, a colleague of hers, um, ended up taking a fake malaria pill, which killed her. Um, and you think fake medicine, Hey, maybe it's just a sugar pill or something else, but this actually ended up taking her life, which is just awful. Uh, and this motivated Vivian to start this company. And what this company does is it verifies the, uh, quality and authenticity of medications and puts it through a controlled, um, supply line. So right from, uh, major vendors like, like Pfizer and, um, I'm not going to pretend like I know other. Med- medical companies, uh, <laughs> Pfizer, Pfizer's one, uh, 
well, su- supplying uh, medicine. <laughs> so take takes them directly from manufacturers, puts them to the MedSafe pipeline, ends ends up putting them directly into hospitals, so they're verified. Uh, so they they use a layer of technology to keep uh, track of these things as they flow, uh, and. Um, they also uh, leverage the the bulk uh, buying and the relationships they have to get uh, more affordable pricing in you know parts of the world that could certainly use it, even though it may feel like we could use that here because medicine seems to feel expensive anywhere you are. Uh, but their 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 taglines of curated, affordable, affordable, safe, and quality is essentially the idea being um, people's lives aren't going to be put at risk by taking a medicine in um, in a country where typically they don't have a, a means to finding high quality uh, drugs. Yeah, we, I, we obviously all we've talked about this one before. We all liked it. And she, she was well-spoken, presented well, well-dressed, super passionate, shared her personal story. By well-dressed, you mean she came back job. from the, uh, probably, I would assume Nigeria with some some, uh, some clothes that you could not find off of a, a rack in uh, the states. I would say they're very cool. <laughs> they were so cool. That's, yeah. that's the thing. Like you know, we talked yeah. about it a couple of weeks ago, but then you meet the founder, you see them pitch yeah. themselves, and it's completely different, right? Like you get that personal story. You see somebody who's you know, it sparks a light in their eyes whenever they're talking about what they're doing. Um, and yeah, just like Joe said, Vivian was just. You know, everything she does is about this company, about um, about saving people's lives. And she has, you know, all these ideas for the future and where they can go. And and it was just a pleasure to and meet her. You know, what really struck a chord with me was the one slide she had where it showed the pictures of the black market for for medicine and pills and whatnot. And that's terrifying. I would don't ever want to think that my my pills are coming from some terrifying. random dude selling it, uh, you know, in a marketplace. It, yeah, for drugs. The flea market, mm-hmm. basically, with a bunch of, like, literally just a, a tray of drugs and not very much description around any of them. And just, they're all there. Grab one. <laughs> and, and it's happening. And she's, you know, she's identified this. It's not just, you know, in Africa. This happens all over the world. Um, it's a growing problem. We actually had our Sharp of the Year um, finals last year or semifinals last year had a company who was, um, who had had this issue in China. Um, his best friend had died. So, you know, this is a common theme we're seeing pop up and, uh, and it's so exciting to see people tackling it because it's, it's truly frightening. Definitely. And so we should mention this company came in third in this, uh, startup of, of the year at South by Southwest. Um, they were the second runner up, uh, they were going to go over to, uh, get intro or sorry, uh, ticket out to the Netherlands in June for the, uh, Global Entrepreneurship Summit, uh, and uh, obviously we're going to continue to follow them along. All right, so next up, Hera Health Solutions out of Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, take it away, Lori. Hey, Hera Health, which is, drumroll, was our runner-up at oh, South nice. by this year. Um, founder Adikula Matthew did a great job um, pitching. They specialize in the research, development, and commercialization of long-term treatments through biodegradable implants. The product itself is called Ucontra, is a product name. It's patent pending with FDA-approved materials, um, but it does still need FDA approval. <laughs> um, and the idea is that 
there are obviously lots of different ways of contraception out there, but the biodegradable or the um, implants are, be- are becoming more and more popular. But when you go to remove the implants, not so good um, on many cases. In fact, there's one hospital that's had over 600 lawsuits in just two years um, because of the dark side of removing the implants and it not going so well. So, um, Adicula has decided that um, the way to solve this would be through biodegradable contraceptives implants to begin with, and he is um, looking to bring that to market um, and making it a real difference so that you don't have to worry about it ever being removed. Um, They see themselves positioned as the best form of of contraception that will hit the market soon, Um, and they also see a future in drug delivery in the pet space, hormone therapy, and a few others. Uh, they have a pretty impressive advisory board, um, of which he also noted some interest from Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation knocking at his door recently. So they're currently raising $1.25 million, mm-hmm. 70% there. So wow. that's exciting. And just Very wants exciting. a couple of other loose change in there. Um, and his main um, focus for distribution is he's been working a lot with um, the OBGYN network and nonprofits such as Planned Parenthood to be able to um, start to see traction once they are ready to um, actually launch their product. And that's MedSafe. They're I mean, impressive. Sorry, not but... MedSafe. I'm so sorry. That's here at health. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh, we knew what you were talking about, but no, they did a great job. Uh, founders did a great job pitching uh, at both, you know, obviously both uh, times he pitched and um, just really brought to light a, a real problem. And it was interesting, interesting to see um, Carol Lynch's reaction and, and slash questioning around it. She's, you know, the president of Sandoz. So um, I think that, you know, that line of questioning and his responses helped, you know, put him in, in that uh, runner-up spot here at the uh, at the finals at uh, South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also think his uh, his photos of what those botched removals actually looked like. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was if you, if you want to know what it looks like, I can take a picture of my arm yeah, now and send was, it over it was to you. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it it was just terrible, and um, and I think you know, like Lori mentioned, there are other um, types of uh, implants and things where you would see similar issues, and um, and it's exciting to see somebody thinking about this and tackling it that could actually remove that whole worry about having to have these things removed. Because uh, one of the scariest things that he, the founder, mentioned was migration. So some of these implants, once they're in the body you know, remember your body is this like, you know, (laughs) living, changing organism, things migrate. And so just because they put an implant in one place in your arm doesn't mean it'll stay there. Could end up in your ear. It was, uh, it was truly frightening. You never know. Use the term hay and a needle in a haystack. Exactly. Um, They're in there digging around and looking for stuff. (laughs) That's horrible. Yeah. (laughs) Horrible. All right. Let's, uh, they did a great job. Obviously we'll continue to watch them. They are going to be in Memphis and we'll talk about more, more about Memphis in a little bit, but next up, let's talk about prove test. All right. So prove test from Boulder, Colorado was our first place winner. So they took home a thousand dollar check from launch KC. They, they're being fast tracked to our summit and, uh, they get an invite to the Netherlands for the global entrepreneurship summit. Um, so prove test is actually this test that, um, that is measuring your progesterone. So it's looking for this critical hormone, um, in women that is informing you about ovulation conception and maintaining a pregnancy. 
Um, and I think what really drove things or got people's attention was when Amy Beckley, the founder of Prove Test, got on stage and basically said, you know, I'm a scientist and I was infertile. I'm, you know, one of the one in six women. I've had seven miscarriages. They told me the only way that I could conceive and have a baby was through IVF. And she did. And she has this happy story. She has a, I believe, a son now. But afterwards, because she's a scientist, she has a PhD in pharmacology, she decided, I'm going to learn more about my body and what's going on, and actually learned that if she had actually measured her progesterone levels, she would have learned that she had, you know, her levels were way too low and that through simple, simply, you know, increasing her progesterone levels that she could carry, she could conceive and carry a baby without IVF. And that there's simple ways to test for, for, um, you know, over the counter for, for not very expensive, but that didn't exist. She had to create it. So if you look at the market, there's all these opportunities for you to sort of get a cursory look you know, at your ovulation, you can buy things from like first response and clear blue. And then for after you can see conceive, there's, you know, all kinds of options for figuring out if you're pregnant, but there's really this hole in the market that can tell you about your actual progesterone levels, which is critical again to, to getting pregnant and, and staying pregnant. Um, so thus prove test was born. Um, she actually launched it on Indiegogo. She I mean, clearly there was a need because she reached her target of like $40,000 or something in two days on Indiegogo. Um, she went out and started selling it in 2017 on Amazon with like no packaging, no branding and sold over a hundred thousand dollars worth. Finally, they started working on their branding and everything. And they are now on track to hit about a million dollars in top line revenue just in the next six months. <clears throat> so this is a huge opportunity, very big market. And, you know, something that's, excuse me, something that's going to change people's lives. You know, people spend a ton of money on testing and, and IVF, and there, there's a huge population out there who can actually just take this test, you know, get treated, boost their progesterone levels and conceive and carry a baby. And that's, that's going to affect families everywhere. I mean, IVF is so expensive, but it also is a very, very emotional and physical process for people to go through. So I I think this definitely is going to be a step in the right direction to hopefully reduce some of those folks, um, some of the The turmoil that they go through, right? They want to be able to have children, children. Yep. And just understanding more about, you know, their, their body and and the process. And, uh, yeah. And I think one of the other things that really, uh, that really got people excited, maybe in particular, our judges is that they actually have a patent attorney on their staff. <laughs> so they're, um, they're setting themselves up, they're setting themselves up very well for, uh, protecting their product and, and really getting out there in the market. Yeah. And was he impressive. was there in the room. Yep. You know, he's part of the team. He's wearing the, he's wearing the t-shirt yeah. and, uh, helping, you know, obviously, uh, with, with a lot of other things too, but I thought that the, the pitch was really well done. Obviously the story is super compelling, we all on paper thought this was interesting. Obviously, it wouldn't have made it to this far. But then to see her pitch, I think it just rose above everyone else's, even though everyone did a great job. She did a really good you know, job sharing it and has a really powerful story. So I think it's got a huge opportunity and, and market to go after. And the fact they're already selling, I think, made judges excited. Very. And you can tell, uh, so their CMO has a lot of experience with consumer branding. Um, and that really comes through when you look at the whole package now. 
and and sort of the transition from their first product to where they are now, it's um, it's evident. They're really polished. Uh, they're serious about making this thing a success, and um, and I'm really excited that they're our winner. That they'll you know go on to our summit and uh, excited to see where they go. Yeah, definitely. So they're fast tracked to our semifinals at our summit. They're going to uh, also they got a check. It was a big check, like large size for a thousand dollars from. Uh, launch KC, so that should cover some of the expenses and time to get out there to South by, and then they also got a chance to they're going to be able to go to the Netherlands for that um, that summit that the State Department's pulling together. And I would just say a footnote to give them a shout out. Check out their website P R O O V Test. You can, like you said, like Jen just mentioned, you can buy today um, their product, and it ranges from thirty nine ninety nine, which is very affordable, to eighty nine ninety nine. So, if you're interested in checking it out, I, I highly encourage you to do so. Great. Any last thoughts on proof test? All right. So moving on, what do we have next up, gang? We've got we've got uh, we're going down to Nola. Is that right? Is that wait? We're what's going Woo-hoo. on in Nola? Woo-hoo. We've got uh, drumline going on. I think we've got uh, <laughs> nice. we've got the uh, yeah. We're not messing around here. We're going down to Inocom, and we're going to have fifty starters for the startup of the year. Right. So we're getting ready to. If you're a startup, you want to be a part of this new conference that's taking over New Orleans with. Yeah, there's going to be music. It's Jazz Fest, everyone. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, gosh, I just want to dance I want to join that second line, me. not that. Um, <laughs> it is Friday. <laughs> okay. Oh, did I say drum line? I meant second line. Yeah, that was a, that was a slip. Oh, kind of like, I know you were going with the scooter <laughs> yeah, joke. So anyway, drum line. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Now they're just flowing. But yeah, so we're going to be, we're going to be in New Orleans. It's um, going to be April 29th through May 2nd, InnoConf is is a new conference down there. It's going to have a, um, a bunch of, of startups there. We're going to have a lot of innovators, thought leaders, um, investors. There'll be some talks. I mean, the idea here is actually to replace what was down there already. Uh, Collision had been down there the last couple of years. Collision Conference moved up to Toronto. This new conference sprung out of the local um, entrepreneurial community and movement. And it's, you know, we're working with, um, revelry down there and they're, they're helping get this off the ground as well as some other partners that are helping support it. Um, and we're excited to be working with them. So this is our first year. And, uh, so if you're a startup that wants to get a, have a potential for another fast track to our finals and you're in the region or, you know, even willing to jump on a plane, uh, you should come down. Our, our actual uh, events will be on the, uh, 30th of April and the first, is that correct? Did I make that, that right assumption? April 30th. Yeah, April 30th. So April 30th and May 1st. Um, so we'll be down there uh, with, you know, pitches kind of similar to what we did at, at um, we do at um, in our old conference, uh, Innovate Celebrate, which is now going to be called Rebranded, which we're going to kind of leads into the next thing we're talking about. Um, so definitely fill out the application, startupofyear.com, go to apply. We're, we're seeing a lot of folks come through. Uh, we'd love to have your company involved if you're interested. And it's an opportunity to invite, you know, connect with more investors, more exposure, more fun and jazz, right? Because we've got and, the second one. You know, anyone can apply, but particularly if you're in the Gulf region, mm-hmm. you know, we really want to hear from you. We want to discover all of those amazing companies who are, you know, all across the Gulf region and, and really shine a light on what's happening. Louisiana, Alabama, Florida, Texas, Mississippi, we want you. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a song. I thought and, was, I and apply today. Don't procrastinate. Do it for the deadline. Apply today. Oh, yeah. What is the deadline? Does anybody have the deadline in front of them? The deadline is, is March 22nd for Enocomp. So okay. apply today. Apply today. So 
Um, there's potential we'll, we could get you in a little bit after that, obviously, a little wiggle room, because this might not be out, this podcast. Because I'm though. so nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to find the best of the best, and everyone's got an opportunity, but yeah, obviously we're, we're sticking to trying to get to that, that date so we can get the invites out and everything. So um, yep. definitely mark your calendars for that April 29th through May 2nd. It's the two week, basically the week between both jazz fest weekends. So if you like jazz, you could go the week before you could stay after and go to jazz fest. All those are opportunities, but that leads it to the next, next kind of announcement. We actually have the semifinals, um, from that, or the, sorry, the companies are in the semifinals are, are going to be picked and fast tracked from South by Southwest from our application pool and from Inocomp. So, um, we'll pick a couple different companies to come on to our, our, our summit, which is now going to be called startup of the year summit. And it's going to be in a new place. Drum roll! Oh, that's not a drum roll. Somebody else have a drum roll? <laughs> so, so yeah, there we go. Drum roll! <laughs> drum roll! Where's it going to be? Does anybody know? I think we need to cue some some music here. Of course. <laughs> of course, it's going to be in a new location this year. We're working out with the folks down. <laughs> Where is this? <laughs> Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to right off of Beale Street. Hopefully it's not raining. Uh, so anyway, you guys get the point. Uh, we're going to be down in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, working with our folks, our friends down at Starco. We had Eric Matthews on the podcast when we did our, our CES Tiny House episode. Well, we connected with him, and I've been talking to him for a while now, and it all came together. We're now going to be moving this down into Memphis, Tennessee, October 15th and 16th. So Mark your calendars for that as well. Obviously, we're going to be focused on getting our, our 100 companies down there to share their stories and pitch and, and you know, for a chance at $100,000 of potential investment, as well as uh, other other prizes similar to our, our last few years when we've done our big conference. And um, we're excited about it. Anybody want to share anything else I missed? I won't be scooting in either no, of these I'm locations. Pretty much muted the crowd. <laughs> yeah, scooting's not... <laughs> Scooting's not allowed anymore. <laughs> I'm not sure when this podcast will be aired, but um, an extra shout out to Startco um, coming up on let's see the 17th, actually St. Pat- St. Patrick's Day. Yep. Rise of the Rest will be, which we were actually a part of that tour, um, will be featured on 60 Minutes, and they're definitely highlighting Memphis, which is another exciting way to or another tie-in to uh that we're heading to the right city and i uh, just wanted to give a shout out to our friends over there at rise of the rest who are um doing yeah. good work to highlight this season and, and we're headed there as well yeah so rise of the rest tour has been going on for a few years now glad you brought that up Lori. and you know obviously this is a rising city and we're excited to be um doing something down there um in a city that, you know, the, the tours come through and you've, you've been on the tour. I've been on a bunch of tours with them and it's exciting to see that they're actually getting continue to grow, um, kind of their awareness of, of the, the tour. And then now they have a fund and they're investing and obviously kind of sprung out of, um, the the revolution kind of Steve case efforts to find investments everywhere. So we're all about that here at Startup of the Year podcast. As you know, we've, we're co- constantly covering and sharing insights about startups, startups all over the world, uh, doing interesting things, not just on in San Francisco or New York or Boston. So obviously, we're going to continue our efforts. And if you're a startup and or you know of an early stage startup and you're listening and you know of a company that might be a, a great fit, please send them our way, startupofyear.com, and go to apply. You can check out uh, more information about what the application looks like and everything there. And we're constantly looking for the best interesting companies. And uh, obviously, 
really appreciate all those folks that apply. So with that, we are done with our South by Southwest episode. Everyone recover, go, you know, have a great weekend and just, you know, <laughs> there's another podcast in the books, everyone. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks everybody. Thanks for listening to the Startup of the Year podcast. Be sure to subscribe and we'll be back with another episode soon.